Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Check out our friends at Linquistity Gifts. Linquistity Gifts is a metaphysical store offering natural gemstone bead bracelets, signature and zodiac, designed and made in the United States, as well as raw and polished stones, crystal balls, pendulums, tarot cards, natural crystal points, wands, and so much more. You can even get a tarot reading. Their beautiful signature design bracelets can aid with creativity, balance, focus, and well-being. They can even customize the bracelets for you. Just send them an email to find out pricing and availability. Visit their website using the link in the description or visit linguistitygifts.com and use coupon code FKN to get 10% off your first order over $20. Linguistitygifts.com Back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, my guest is Vincent Field. First, a couple of announcements. If you have a business, podcast, or you produce content, music, and artwork, and you want to advertise with us, email me, forbiddenknowledgenews at gmail.com. We're doing incredible productions for our affiliates. Check out our website, forbiddenknowledge.news. Also, the home of the Forbidden Knowledge Network. You're going to find some of your favorite podcasts from our community there. Forbidden Knowledge News is always available on Rockfin, Odyssey, Rumble, and all podcast platforms. Rockfin is where you get our premium content. You also get all the premium content from every creator on Rockfin for only $10 a month. You can even create yourself a free account, get access to everyone's free content, including all our regular shows. You just go to rockfin.com FKN plus or click the link in the description to sign up. Today I want to welcome Vincent Field. He began practicing astral projection and lucid dreaming at the age of 14, which opened him to all kinds of paranormal activity and encounters. After 20 years of regularly having out-of-body experiences and exploring other dimensions of reality, he wrote and published a book detailing some of his most profound and unusual experiences, as well as teaching the methods he used to induce these altered states of consciousness. He is currently writing his next book, which will be released next year. Vincent, welcome. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome, man. It's great to have you on. This is such a great topic, uh, astral projection, lucid dreaming, and entity contact. I've had my own basic understanding surrounding my personal contact experiences, which occurred during meditation, but I've never had what I would consider a full-on out-of-body experience, and I believe that these experiences 
They give us great insight into the true nature of our hidden reality and all the possibilities of exploring hidden realms and alternate or higher and lower dimensions. Uh, so this is a great topic. I love this. This is your first time on, though. Tell us more about yourself, your background, and what led you to have these experiences. Okay, sure. Uh, when I was 14 years old, um, I came across the idea of out-of-body experiences on the internet. And uh, before then, I had uh, never heard of this before, and I was so fascinated by it, and I wanted to do it. So I found a method, and uh, within a week, I was able to leave my body, and I've been practicing it ever since. And this was uh, 22 years ago. All right. Well, uh, tell us about the first time you were able to um, actually achieve this, because I've tried before and it's not an easy thing. Um, you know, many people have tried for years and never are able to uh, uh, kind of achieve this. What was your method and what was it like the first time you did it? Uh, well, the first time I used a method where um, I would enter a, a deep state of meditation and uh, the idea was basically to get your body to fall asleep and keep your mind awake. <clears throat> now, when I first uh, started doing this, I used a method um, that typically you do from a fully awakened state. And I would typically do it um, before bed. And so uh, this method uh, takes a little longer to achieve than, than certain others. Um, but, you know, essentially the method involved, uh, you know, tensing and relaxing, uh, every muscle in your body progressively, um, and keeping a particular point of focus for your mind to remain aware. Um, I experimented with different, um, techniques for this, you know, uh, counting, um, visualizing, um, certain, uh, sensations of moving, like, climbing a ladder, falling, things like that. So I experimented, and a lot of these had very similar results. Um, but soon after this, I found a technique that worked much better. And uh, this technique has a similar premise, you know, mind awake, body asleep. But this one you do in the early morning. And this is much more effective simply because in the early morning, your body and mind are already in the ideal states to have this experience, right? So your body uh, is already deeply relaxed. And, you know, let's say after five or six hours of sleep, you wake up, well, it's very easy to fall back asleep, right? Your body is already in that, in that ideal state, but your mind also has gotten a good amount of rest. So it's easier to remain aware. Whereas if you do it at night, you know, your body may be tired, but your mind is also tired. And it's very common just to fall asleep just because you're so exhausted. Right. That's what I, I failed to achieve is being aware but not actually using my mind and thinking because every time I start thinking about something or actually kind of uh, using my brain for anything, it just snaps me out of it. And it's it's you're right. You have to have – it's more of a feeling thing, and you got to somehow keep awareness but shut off your brain, which is difficult for me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it's essentially, uh, you know, meditation. And, you know, with practice, it gets a lot easier. So, you know, in the beginning, the first method I used, which was at night, it would take up to an hour to do. Uh, and then soon I found that early morning method. And that cut that time down to like 15 minutes. <clears throat> and, you know, over the years, it just got easier and faster. And now, you know, I can wake up. And if I'm in that, in that sweet spot, that ideal state, then I can be out in, you know, a few seconds. So tell us about the experience. Whenever you first actually achieved uh, an out-of-body experience, were you disoriented? Was it something that was easy to maintain? What was it like? Um, well, uh, I immediately experienced the sensation of, of rising, of floating. And, um, well, before the actual separation, there were some pretty strong sensations that take place. Um, Typically, you'll experience your body falling asleep, which feels like this, this deep heaviness just washing over you. And it seems like you, um, you become paralyzed, right? And this is essentially sleep paralysis, right? It's a, a normal phenomenon. But, you know, you experience this set on and, it, you know, it's very, it can be startling. 
But, you know, if you expect it, then, you know, you just go with it because you know it's supposed to happen. And typically, as the, what I call, what is called the energy body uh, starts to separate from the physical body. So the energy body, you can call it the spirit body, uh, the astral body. It's basically like uh, the non-physical body that you occupy during out-of-body experiences, during astral projection. So what happens is your consciousness, it, it transfers um, into this energy body and the energy body shifts from the physical body. And when this happens, you experience this really strong sensation um, of energy. It, it's commonly called vibrations, the vibrational stage. And it's like this really strong buzzing energy just coursing through your body. And this can also be a little startling if you're not expecting it, but um, this basically um, marks the separation process. And then you typically feel some kind of movement. Now you can float out of your body. Um, you can roll out of your body. You can fall out of your body. There's no one way to actually separate. In the beginning, I would float and you just basically um, induce the feeling and it's all done with intention, right? So you, you set the intention, I'm floating out of my body and it happens. And so the environment comes into perception. You start to see what is around you. And uh, typically uh, it looks a lot like the physical world, especially in the beginning. In the beginning of, uh, of your practice, you'll typically project to the lower dimensions. Um, and over time and with development and practice, you'll begin to access the higher dimensions. And essentially, lower dimensions appear very similar to the physical world, but the higher you get, the more the reality starts to become really unique and different from the physical, very abstract. And in the, the higher dimensions, um, sometimes words can't even describe the experience. And so, um, you know, my first experience, you know, I lifted out of my body and, you know, I saw the room around me. I saw my body laying in bed and I, I flew out of my window. Um, so your state of consciousness, my state of consciousness, um, it was exactly the same as my normal waking consciousness. There was no break in consciousness. You know, I, I was awake. I laid down, I did a meditation and I floated out on my body <clears throat> and, you know, looking at my hands, um, they appear very similar to my normal physical hands, except, uh, they tend to have, a, a transparent type quality, almost like a ghost. And, uh, you know, you're not impeded by objects, by physical matter. So you can float out of your window, out of the roof. So that's what I did. I floated out. I flew out of my window and, um, and it was night. And I just flew around the neighborhood, explored, you know, in the beginning, um, I didn't really have any strong um, intention for my experiences. I just wanted to explore what was out there. Over time, I realized um, that I needed to start really um, directing my experiences and, uh, you know, setting goals for certain things that I wanted to experience and achieve. Uh, but in the beginning, it was more of a lackadaisical, you know, just let's go out there and, and, and see what there is. Right on. Now, how did that develop? When did you start setting goals and in, in actually... Um journeying beyond this, you know, first mundane realm? Uh, it, was, it was probably at least a few years into uh, my experiences. And um, I started to realize that I could control my experiences through my intention. And um, through certain experiments, I realized that if I set an intention um, right after I projected from my body, I could be uh, essentially led to have the particular experience I wanted. And, um, you know, one of the experiences that stand out to me towards the, the beginning phase of, of my practice was when I met my deceased great grandmother. Um, I set the intention after leaving my body to see her 
And the next thing I knew, I was flying through space and I was, I was whizzing past uh, stars and planets and I didn't know where I was going. And it was like I was being pulled by a force. Like my intention wasn't to fly through space, but uh, it just happened. And I see this light in the distance. And as I approach this light, I realized that it was my great grandmother and she was, she was radiating with this light. And so, you know, we had this amazing encounter and, and, you know, communication and, and, uh, that really, um, it really showed me the nature of these experiences and how, um, your intentions, uh, can lead to, uh, the experiences uh, that you desire. Right on. Well, let's get into uh, after, you know, you started setting your intentions and you had your first kind of basic contact with a deceased loved one. Uh, what was the next goal? And when did you start entering these uh, higher realms? Um, yeah, well, entering these higher realms, um, this was actually a goal in and of itself. <clears throat> um, so what I would do is I would leave my body and I would state the intention, um, you know, enter a higher realm, you know, um, I want to shift into a higher dimension. And there are certain uh, techniques that you can do along with setting an intention um, to make it more likely that this intention manifests. And one of them I would do often was a type of spin maneuver. So as you're setting your intention, you spin around in place rapidly, like, like a top, like spinning a top and you become disoriented and you temporarily um, lose perception of the environment that you were previously in. And typically it would be a lower dimension. You know, it would look like, like my room or, you know, my neighborhood, but when you spin around, you temporarily lose perception of the environment. And with that intention in mind, um, a new environment would manifest in your perception. And a lot of times uh, I would find myself, um, you know, in the beginning of this, of this new experience in a, a new dimension that was oftentimes uh, aligned with the intention that I had set. <clears throat> and, and so a lot of times uh, this technique alone would propel you into a higher dimension. And, um, it was, it was very effective. And, you know, sometimes I, I still use it today. Now, when did you start to encounter other types of entities besides your, uh, your great grandmother? Um, something that may not have, uh, appeared as humanoid. I had a guest on last week that talked about that. You can encounter thought forms and egregores, uh, among other things out there. Right. Um, <clears throat> well, that happened immediately. I believe it was my second experience and I floated out of my body and I was face to face with this giant shadow being. And it was just lurking next to me, next to my bed. It was facing me and it was this, this huge, dark, like silhouette, probably over seven feet tall. It was, it was giant. And uh, this thing was frightening. Uh, it was it was such an unusual um, experience because I, I didn't expect to encounter this, and um, I was just instantly filled with with fear. And what happens when you experience an extreme state uh, of fear while you're out of your body is it triggers uh, the re-entry into your body almost automatically, almost mm -hmm. like a, a protection mechanism. Um, so. So I snapped right back into my body and, uh, you know, I said, all right, let me give it another try. And I left my body again, almost immediately. And, and this shadow being was still there. <clears throat> and, you know, I said, okay, that's enough for today. Uh, I didn't want to, um, you know, test my luck and, and I, you know, these things look really intimidating, really, really demonic, you know? And, and so, you know, over the next few months, I would encounter these shadow beings on a regular basis as I would project from my body. And, and sometimes it would just be standing next to me, just, you know, looking in my direction. 
Uh, but other times they would come at me, like they, they would try to grab me. And, you know, in the beginning, I would re-enter my body because, you know, I was so afraid. Uh, but over time, I started to realize, like, I was never actually hurt by these entities. And I learned that if I just ignored their presence, this would allow me to, to shift into a, a higher dimension that was beyond their, their reach, I guess you can say. And I, they, they would be gone. And, you know, eventually I began to completely bypass uh, this lower dimension where they exist in. I stopped encountering them altogether. That's incredible. It's kind of like they, uh, you know, they, they're feeding off your fear of them and it, 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 uh, it, it builds up the experience of, of them being around. But if you ignore them, it kind of kills that. And uh, that's amazing. It allows you to project to a different dimension. Um, what do you think is the highest dimension that you've been able to project to? Uh, <clears throat> well, answering this question um, might not be so easy just because like I don't necessarily have like names or numbers for all the different dimensions that I've experienced, you know, mm -hmm. but um, there are certain qualities and characteristics of the higher dimensions. And, you know, the higher you get into uh, this dimensional spectrum, um, the stronger these qualities and characteristics um, manifest in your experience. And so in the highest dimensions that I've experienced, um, there is a presence of, you can call it God, like, like your source, like the creator. And, and you can, you can feel your connection with God and, and with, with everything, like with all of existence, with all life. And, uh, it's really an experience beyond words. Uh, but accompanied by this is uh is a feeling of bliss like this this love that is so strong um just the the concept of bliss um would be the closest to describe it but it's even farther beyond that because what we experience in this physical body uh has no no way to actually describe this feeling it is so strong. It feels like, uh, you know, who I am, my identity is, is just disintegrating and I'm just bursting into to a million pieces. And um, in these higher dimensions, your perceptions take on this multi-dimensional quality where, um, you know, in some of these dimensions, there's this this beautiful heavenly music just playing throughout the entire dimension. But you don't just hear this music. It's like, like you feel it and you see it and, and it manifests in all of these different ways that are just so far beyond uh, what we experience here in this world. It's really hard to describe, but right. everything takes on that quality, you know, uh, your emotions, um, you know, the colors that you see, the environment, um, is, is just truly beyond words. Does this feeling, uh, alter or change between each higher realm that you get to or become more stronger or something? Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, um, it becomes stronger as you get higher and higher. And, um, you know, in certain, um, experiences I've, experienced a unification with what is called uh, the higher self and essentially the higher self is is who we are as spiritual beings at a level of existence that we currently like while grounded in this physical body we seem to be um separated or disconnected with we we don't have awareness of it but in essence uh who we are as true spiritual beings is so much more vast than our tiny little conscious self that we're aware of right now. And when you experience this, uh, it, it, it truly uh, opens your eyes to just like the magnificence of, of 
reality and uh you know it gets pretty complex into the the details of who we actually are in this this highest uh level yeah but yeah um, before we get too deep into that i'd like to know your understanding of the difference between astral travel and lucid dreaming and is is there a difference yeah there are some differences there are some similarities um one of the main differences is how you induce the experience. So astral projection is typically induced from a fully awakened state. You know, you're awake, you do a meditation, and you leave the body. There's no break in consciousness. So during a lucid dream, typically you fall asleep, you lose consciousness, and there is usually some kind of subconscious trigger that causes your mind to become lucid and then you gain awareness of you know of yourself and reality and then you begin to you know direct and control and manifest in your dream um so you know i believe astral projection is a bit easier to induce simply because you don't rely on some kind of subconscious trigger it's more of a direct experience, right? Mm. Whereas, um, you know, for a lucid dream, it typically takes a degree of, of subconscious programming, which requires, uh, you know, typically requires some kind of work beforehand. Like, so throughout your daily, daily life, you can have a practice where uh, you do reality checks. Maybe every time you turn on a light switch or every time you look at your hands, you question if you're dreaming or awake. And if you do that enough during the day, that will carry over into your dream. So this is a type of subconscious uh, programming that's taking place. So it's more of an indirect type of experience. Um, other differences, um, the type of reality that it's experienced <clears throat> is a bit different. So for an astral projection, these typically take place in the astral dimensions, which are a type of consensus uh, reality that exists um, beyond your own mind, whereas lucid dreams uh, typically take place in a type of subconsciously generated reality. You know, just like a dream is basically uh, a creation of the subconscious mind, and you know, you awaken in that subconsciously generated reality and you become lucid in that and so that brings me to another difference which is the degree of control you have in these experiences so because the lucid dream takes place in more of a subconsciously created environment it's much easier to manipulate this reality to change it to manifest whereas because in an astral projection um, it's more of a a consensus level of reality. It's not dictated by your subconscious mind. Um, it is more difficult to, to manifest things and uh, to uh, control your experience. Um, this does get easier as you get into the higher astral dimensions, particularly in the lower dimensions. Uh, it can be um, difficult at times to control the experience, even to move. You know, you can seem... Uh, sluggish and you know um your level of focus and clarity can be a bit diminished as you get higher in the dimensions um you know this is no longer an issue and basically it's a matter of um learning to control your own state of consciousness and there are different techniques you can use to to increase this and raise your lucidity and your awareness and and this really facilitates uh you know your experiences now, how deep have you gone into the lower realms when it comes to astral projection? Or have you explored it at all? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've had uh, my share of experiences in, in lower dimensions. Um, you know, typically these dimensions appear dark. like It's always night. Um, there is also typically uh, a lower state of consciousness that is experienced because the way... Um, like the structure of reality in non-physical 
dimensions works is that um, your consciousness is essentially attuned to whatever particular dimension you experience, right? So um, in lower dimensions, you'll typically have more of a lower state of consciousness. And this is why it takes time and practice and development to enter the higher dimensions because your consciousness is not yet able to attune to such a high frequency, to such a high energy. And so, um, you know, a lot of times in these lower dimensions, um, your focus will not be so strong. Um, your intentions will not be so easily uh, manifested. And uh, there is the presence of entities that exist there that uh, do not have the best intentions. Uh, in my experience, one of my first experiences in a lower dimension, I was actually attacked uh, by what I perceived to be a, a malicious entity. And it came at me from behind and it grabbed my shoulder and I experienced a deep sensation of pain in my energy body while I was out of my body. Uh, and I in, instantly knew that there was some entity that was, that was grabbing me from behind and it felt like, like deep claws sinking into my shoulder. And uh, it scared me so much. I, I snapped back into my body and I felt the pain in my shoulder, in my physical body. Now, the thing is, when we're awake in physical reality, uh, our energy body is integrated with uh, the physical body, right? So it makes sense that I, I felt that lingering pain even in my physical body because, you know, while we're awake, we're essentially experiencing a combination of the physical and, and the energy body. And, um, you know, I've had several other experiences of being attacked by non-physical entities in lower dimensions, experiencing pain. Um, at one time, I even suffered a, a physical injury that was a direct result of one of these attacks. Are you ready to live a more free, healthy, and abundant life? Transform your yard into a food forest and create a system for self-reliance that's easy and enjoyable with our friends at Food Forest Abundance. No matter where you're starting from, you can become more self-reliant. And you can take your self-reliance to the next level by becoming a producer of your own food through growing and foraging. And learn how to turn your property into an income-producing source of economic self-reliance. They can help you get off-grid and learn what systems to employ for food, water, and energy self-reliance and live abundantly and in full connection with your property and what you produce. Click the link in the description to get started with your very own food forest and have your own sustainable source of livelihood and become self-sufficient with food forest abundance. Just click the link in the description to get started with your very own food forest today. That's what so, I was just about to ask you. What's the extent of danger that you could be in from these entities? Yeah, uh, you know, um, I, I don't like to downplay the reality of this. But I also don't like to focus on it just because um, these consist of a minority of my experiences. And, you know, if it was all scary, negative stuff, I wouldn't do it. Right. right. But, you know, the the amount of profound, incredible, like transformational experiences that I've had over the years, it more than makes up for, you know, the handful of, of negative encounters along the way. Right. But uh, yeah, you know, there are these malicious entities that exist out there, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, because, you know, I started having these experiences without any preconceived beliefs, you know? I didn't go into the experience. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, being afraid that I would be, um, you know, attacked or that I would encounter these entities. And, you know, for a period of time, uh, I didn't even believe that they existed. You know, um, some some people are under the the belief that um, these are just manifestations of your own mind. Um, you know, demonic entities, negative entities, they don't actually exist. Um, you know, I found through firsthand experience that that's not the case. Um, but, you know, I also uh, learn and develop methods to, um, to deal with these situations, right? Um, I've had situations where um, I'm essentially being stalked uh, by these entities and um, and I learned that to to break this um, this connection that they had on me, um, it was it was a matter of changing my own um, my own consciousness, my own uh, frequency, my own resonance, right? And what I learned to do, because when you experience uh, these entities it immediately triggers a state of fear because when you're out of your body, especially um, as you develop, you begin to, to sense this, this connection with, um, with the higher self. And what that entails is that you receive knowledge and insight into the nature of your experience. Um, so, I would experience the fact that uh, these entities uh, were real. And what I did was I began to focus internally during one of these experiences. The first time I tried this, I was surrounded by these entities and I shut out my perception of them. I focused internally and I generated a state of, of love within me. And then I radiated this energy outwards. And as I did this, I began to shift out from the dimension that I was in, where I was surrounded by these entities. And, um, you know, I had two ideas of what was happening. Either these entities were experiencing this, this loving energy. That I was projecting and they were essentially repulsed by it. And so they were fleeing or, and what I believe is probably the case is I was actually shifting myself, my own consciousness into a higher level, into a higher dimension in which uh, they don't have access to. Mm. Now, did these entities just appear to you as like shadow people? Mm, no, in the beginning, it was the shadow people. Mm-hmm. Um, after a couple of years, I began encountering entities that looked like aliens. Uh, they looked very similar to the typical gray alien. Uh, they didn't have gray skin. They had like a light orange skin. And these were the entities that, that really stalked me. Like even in meditation, I would be in a deep meditation and I would, I would shift into an altered state. And they would be there. And um, yeah, along the now, years, there were other types of entities. You said that these were actual entities and not just part of our own consciousness. Uh, I, I had a guest on last week that believes that, you know, not only are those uh, their entities there, but also uh, our projected egregores and thought forms. Do you think that's true that there's a combination or is it just all these different types of entities? Um, well, 
Uh, I can't say for sure. You know, um, I can't say I, I have a lot of experience um, with thought forms, right? Now, a question that comes to mind is, uh, how do you truly know if it's a thought form or if it's an actual entity? Mm-hmm. I mean, in my in my experience, um, for it to be a thought form, it it needs to to be created by by you, by your mind, perhaps by your subconscious mind, right? Mm. Um, and so, like in the beginning, um, I lacked, um, you know, I lacked the the belief that would have generated these entities, right? Then I learned they existed. Um, and, you know, through experiments and, you know, trial and error, I learned how to um, basically uh, eliminate these entities from my experience. Um, if they're thought forms, What would be the difference? Well, right. I, the reason I um, I bring that up is you you did say this is that these astral realms are sort of a consensus reality, and if we're all kind of projecting energies into there, I'm just wondering if our energies could kind of form these negative type of energies or entities, uh, and that could be what is uh, maybe misinterpreted as uh, as some of these entities. But you know, I haven't experienced right. it, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, in my experience, um, I mentioned this, that manifestation is much easier during lucid dreams than astral projection. I mean, you can leave your body and you can, you can try with all your might to, to manifest something, so even just like an image, some kind of form in front of you. It's extremely difficult. Now, you can do this easily in a lucid dream, right? Um, and so I, I feel like this the same uh, concept would apply here. You know, um, I think it'd be easier to manifest a thought form during lucid dream, more t- of a type of you know mental subconscious experience. Right. Um, now I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, I've had a couple of guests that do frequent astral projection that say they do something called spirit rescue, where they can find these lost to see souls and guide them to the light. Is this something that you've heard of or experienced before? Yeah, uh, actually, uh, I read about this in my book. I've had experiences. Uh, I called them. Um, uh, what did I call them? Um, man, I can't think of the name right now. But yeah, essentially what, what, what you do is, um, is you assist uh, an individual who is deceased and they are essentially stuck in a, a lower, uh, lower afterlife dimension. Uh, you assist them into, um, you know, into the higher realms, basically allowing them to, um, continue on their, their journey, their, their afterlife experience. And typically what you do is um, you ask for the assistance of um, a guide, like a spirit guide. And it's more of um, an introduction that you initiate between this this deceased individual and the spirit guide, um, you know, through your intention. And the spirit guide assists this individual um, into the, into the next level of their afterlife experience. Um, so in my experience, um, I wasn't actually taking this deceased individual into the higher dimensions uh, or, you know, allowing them to, um, to kind of break uh, whatever uh, hold they had, which was, you know, which resulted in them being stuck in these lower dimensions. But um, it was more of a introduction and allowing them to um, to be helped by you know a spirit guide who has a lot more experience doing this. Well, while we're talking about spirit guides, talk about some of the higher 
uh, vibrational entities that you started to encounter. And would you consider these to be somewhat extraterrestrial as well? Um, well, that's a good question. Extraterrestrial. Um, see, the thing with that is, I don't know if the entities that I encountered um, are physical mm -hmm. and are projecting their consciousness into these astral dimensions, you know, like we do. Right. Um, or if they exist out there as like their home base and they're not actually physical entities. Yeah. Um, but I have experienced um, entities that, that look like aliens, like your typical extraterrestrial, as we would call it. Mm -hmm. um, but they were, um, you know, benevolent. Um, they were entities, you know, in higher levels. And I had some actually pretty incredible experiences with these entities, um, you know, on one occasion. What what, um, what did I these was, guys look like? Did they look like the greys, but just a little different? Uh, one group looked similar to the greys, but they had uh, light blue skin. And um, during this experience, uh, this one particular experience, I was I was out in a spacecraft, like out in the in the middle of space, and it seemed like they were giving me a tour, um, but not just like showing me different places, but like they were giving me uh, this knowledge, and most of this knowledge was it was just so profound, um, it was it was beyond my my conscious mind's ability to to really process a lot of it um but i did pick up this this one piece of information that was pretty incredible um they told me that before this current life that i'm living i made a type of agreement with these entities to have a relationship with them during this life and uh, i think i mentioned like when you're in these uh, out-of-body states you begin to to tap into a level of of knowledge and truth it's like you have this connection uh with with truth and you gain these insights almost like automatically that are generated from your experience these insights are coming from the higher self and uh and so it wasn't just words that they were telling me but it was like experiencing like like direct truth of these things that's incredible. Uh, what other types of information have you received, and did you contact other types of entities besides these blue skin guys? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I had this one experience um, with this entity. It appeared like an alien, but strangely enough, it was wearing a mask. It was wearing a white mask, and this entity opened this telepathic link with my mind. And I just got this download of, of knowledge and information, but also of, of experience of like memories. And it was made known to me that in another level of reality, like another aspect of my consciousness, I am concurrently living a life as a member of this particular uh, entity species that that was right in front of me. And not only that, but I realized that I had this strong connection, this strong bond with the entity that was before me. And, you know, all these memories and, and experiences were just like flashing, flashing in my mind. And and I experienced this, this strong connection with this entity and it came right up to me and wrapped its arms around me and it squeezed me. And when it did this, it was like inside of me exploded with this feeling of, of love and bliss. And it was so strong. Oh, it was, it was really an incredible experience. And, uh, you know, other experiences like this, um, have informed me uh, of the true nature of the self, of the fact that 
we are so much more than just like this one conscious individual that that we're aware of, you know, throughout our day, you know, um, through our higher self, um, we're connected with all these other aspects of our consciousness, you know, at that, at the level of the higher self, um, we exist as like a multitude of, of different individuals that, you know, we're basically probes, you know, um, sent into this, into this reality to have just a multitude of different experiences. And, um, and, you know, you can begin to tap in to this higher level that we exist in and, and experience um, these different aspects of ourselves. I like how you put it like that. I never thought about that, you know, a higher self could just be this uh, kind of source entity that's breaking off into fractal entities to experience different realities. Uh, and you said that your one of your experiences, you you had this memory of being or this uh, this kind of realization of being a different type of entity. And did this seem like it was occurring at the same time as this reality? Yeah, it was. It is. And, you know, the thing is, at the level of the higher self, um, the higher self exists in, in such a high a dimension that um, it's basically not limited or um, not contained within uh, time as we know it. So things don't really uh, take place like in a linear fashion. And so like when you do have an experience of merging with the higher self, um, then you experience all of it simultaneously because, you know, you're no, no longer bound by time the way that we experience it here. What is your understanding of what angels are? Do you think it's the same type of, just a different type of uh, interdimensional being that exists in these higher realms, or is this something different to you? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I've had experiences with angels um, a lot of times sp spontaneously, you know, um, uh, this one angel I encountered was huge. Like I'm talking like 200 feet tall. <laughs> it was just this massive, massively powerful spiritual entity. And, um, and yeah, I, you know, I believe that angels are, um, just really, really powerful, um, like enlightened entities. And, um, you know, I, I, some people have the idea that, oh, when we die, like, oh, we become angels. No, they're completely different um, entity. You know, they're not humans, hmm. right? Did uh, any of these entities give you any insights into uh, other aspects of the nature of our reality and uh, what, you know, what we're doing here and what could this possibly uh, be about? Like, you know, is this a realm for learning? Is this something that was created by these entities? Did we create this for ourselves? Did they give you any type of this information? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've received information along those lines over the years. And, um, yeah, you know, certain things that, um, that were made known to me uh, were, you know, the fact that uh, we're here for, you know, learning and, and spiritual development. And, um, you know, I was instructed by, by certain higher level entities, you know, as to, um, how to, to really, uh, I guess, you know, improve through my own practices and my own life. Um, you know, the, one of the most important things we can do is, you know, to be persistent in our pursuits and, um, you know, it sounds very uh, simple and generic, but, you know, when you consider like all the people in the world who have ever been successful, like it's this is the formula, you know, um, persistence, um, you know, confidence, faith um, and, you know, seeking, um, seeking answers and seeking, you know, higher truth and, um you know, as far as the nature of reality, uh, you begin to experience this uh, firsthand as you begin to penetrate into higher and higher dimensions. And so it's not so much like there's an entity that tells you these things, um, but um, you begin to um, understand it through your own experience firsthand. 
And, you know, I, I mentioned that um, this, this connection opens up between, um, you know, your consciousness and a type of higher mind. And you gain these direct uh, insights, you know, into the nature of things and the nature of the truth of, of reality. And so, you know, um, in higher dimensions, I've received um, insights as to um, my state, my life before incarnation into the physical world. And it was really interesting because I found myself in this, in this beyond words, unfathomably blissful, incredible higher dimension. And after a short time in this dimension, um, I started to realize that this was so familiar to me. Um, and, you know, the realization came like this was my home before my incarnation, like this, this realm, this, it was, it was like a heavenly dimension. Um, and it, there was this, this permeating bliss throughout the experience. Uh, but then it occurred to me like, well, it doesn't change. This bliss is not changing. And, and I realized that I left this, this state, this dimension, this reality, this blissful heavenly dimension, because there isn't much, you know, learning and growth that can take place when you're constantly bathed in bliss, you know? And so, um, I was given the, these insights, like, this is why we're having this experience because, you know, down here, you know, with this nitty gritty uh, world we live in, this is where like true growth takes place. Right. Man, that's incredible. Would you say that uh, daily synchronicities and um, strange occurrences that you can't explain are connected to these astral realms and our purpose here and trying to send us messages? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, especially in, in higher dimensions, you begin to um, experience firsthand that we're connected with with all consciousness. You know, at the highest level, it is all one consciousness. And um, and it totally makes sense to me. I mean, I have a lot of synchronicities in my own life. Um, and there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, these arise from like an innate connection we have with one another and you know, with reality itself. Yeah, man, I love this stuff. Uh, you have, have actually had some uh, f physical UFO encounters, or you've or you've seen UFOs before. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, man. Tell us about some. The first one that I can remember is back when I was a teenager. I think I was seventeen years old, and um, I used to hang out on my roof at night. Every now and then, you know, just lay back, look at the stars, listen to some music. And this one night, this huge circular metallic craft flew right over my house. And it just zipped by like really smoothly, real quietly. And it was probably, I don't know, a couple feet over my head. It was, it was pretty close. It was close enough that, that I could see that it, it had a metallic, it was a metallic material. Um, there were no lights shining and, you know, it made no noise. Um, but I saw this thing, uh, clearly and, uh, I was pretty freaked out. And I, that, that may have been the last time I actually went out on my roof just cause I didn't want to get like abducted or anything. Um, yeah. and so over, over the years I've had other sightings. Um, I mean, uh, about nine years ago I moved to Brazil and I've had quite, uh, quite a few sightings here. Um, lights in the sky. Um, see here, I mean, where I live here, it's much easier to see what's going on in the sky, you know, uh, back in the States. Uh, I guess there was a lot more like air pollution, light pollution. Yeah. Uh, but here, here it's like, you can see like galaxies and nebula. It's, it's insane. And so um, I spot lights that are clearly not planes, not drones, uh, they're, they're moving in ways that seem to, you know, at times like break the laws of physics. And, um, 
and yeah, there you you know if you research uh, Brazil, you'll you'll see that there are a lot of um, such you know encounters and sightings, and it's pretty common here. So, do you think the most of the sightings that you're actually seeing aren't any type of our um, uh, three-letter agency crafts or black projects or anything, but actually something um, non-human or, or uh, off-planet? Uh, yeah, uh, in my opinion, that is the case. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I could be wrong, but... Um, had you have any uh, experiences that you believe might have been related to any of these sightings? Well, what is interesting is that um, a lot of my sightings seem to coincide with my experiences uh, out of body with entities, particularly the entities that uh, that look like aliens. Um, and I, there could be a connection there. Um, you know, um, I, I had an experience once where I, I, I was missing time. I was missing two hours and I had a dream the same night that seemed more, seemed like more than a dream, but I was abducted by aliens in the dream. Um, they, they did some experiments on me and that morning I saw a UFO in the sky. And so this all took place, you know, that night I was missing time. Then I had this dream of being abducted by aliens. Then I woke up and there was a UFO uh, essentially over my house. Um, so yeah, things like that over the years, uh, very unusual. So would you say that practicing astral travel uh, and getting a, a better understanding of everything actually helps you evolve your, your spirituality and your consciousness and understanding of what we're doing here in the nature of reality, right? Yeah, w without a doubt. Um, I mean, for me, that was, that was a purpose. That is the purpose of doing this. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you, you see this development unfolding and you know uh the more you see this progress uh, you know the the more it the more it changes you you know it changes your your perspective of who you are of what this life is all about and you know it changes how uh, you interact with other people and you know I, i've been able to to truly help others um you know just by providing my perspective of things you know, I've had friends in dark places over the years, and um, and I've seen how it this can really spark uh, something in a person, and um, yeah, I, I think it's beneficial in in more ways than one. Uh, do you have any best practices that you could recommend for people that are interested in doing this? Anything people should avoid if they want to try doing this, like food or medications or things of that nature? Um, well, I mean, it's always ideal not to be affected by any kind of drug. Mm. Um, as, as far as diet, um, you know, I've always had a, a generally healthy diet. Um, I mean, in terms of having an astral projection, you know, it seems like the more you eat, um, you know, the harder it is to keep your mind awake, alert. So, you know, I wouldn't recommend starving yourself because, you know, if, you, if you're feeling like you're hungry, that can be a distraction itself. Um, but you definitely don't want to overeat, especially like right before uh, trying to protect from the body. Um, but um, as, as far as um, things to avoid, you know, you want to avoid calling for help calling for entities that you are not familiar with making general requests i've done this before and it has usually not led to good experiences um you know one time i wanted to leave my body and it's, it seemed like i was i was just stuck you know for some reason on this one particular occasion um uh, 
I, I was having trouble leaving my body. And so I called out, you know, help me, take me out of my body. And I was pulled out of my body. I felt an entity grab my ankles, you know, my, my energy body ankles, and it pulled me right out of my body. <laughs> but where it grabbed my ankles, I felt a real tangible sensation of pain. And, and it, it was dragging me and it, it pulled me uh, to this place. And at this point, um, you know, feeling the pain and um, just this, this rapid movement, uh, I saw I was in some kind of long like corridor and I was just being pulled. I couldn't see who was taking me, um, but, but I got this, this vibe like this was not a good situation to be in. <laughs> right. And, wow. and so I, I would avoid things like that. You know, if you have a specific intention, a specific um, person or entity that you want to, um, you know, call to you, um, just make sure, um, you know, you go about that in a, in a, a safe way because there are deceptive entities out there that are just, you know, waiting for the chance to, to mess with you. Wow. Uh, and is there any type of, I don't know, uh, protection practices that people should engage in before trying this? Um, yeah, they, they exist. Um, I don't use them. Um, I think part of it could be more of a, um, I guess, uh, a mental thing in the sense that doing these practices alleviates your own mind. It, it creates, a, a, a you know, a level of comfort and eliminates fear in the person. So in that way, perhaps there isn't really a, a tangible effect like in reality, but it's more of an effect that it has in your own mind and in your own consciousness, which can uh, be helpful. Um, but, you know, I don't have uh, much experience doing that and I never really saw the need to do it. Right on. Awesome, man. Well, this is fantastic. Uh, if people are interested in finding out more about you, getting your books, uh, what's the best way they can do so? If you have websites, social media, all the good stuff. Uh, yeah, um, I would just recommend uh, heading over to Amazon.com and uh, checking out my book. Uh, it's called Astral Projection and Lucid Dreaming, Spiritual Revelations and Out-of-Body Experiences in Higher Dimensions by Vincent Field. And, you know, in the book, um, it's comprised of uh, mostly my own experiences, but I also explain all the, the methods and techniques that I've used over the years. So, you know, if you're interested in doing this yourself, you know, there's a lot of material there. Um, you know, you can uh, try to get out there yourself and, and see what this reality is really like. Awesome, man. I love it. Good stuff, and we're definitely going to have to talk again in the future, man. Sounds good, dude. Thanks. All right. Until next time, everyone, have an excellent evening. We'll talk again tomorrow. See y'all then. Hello, friends. Have you noticed how much podcasts have grown in popularity over the past few years? We definitely have, and it's insane. We have an opportunity for your business to take advantage of the exponential growth of our podcast by advertising with us. We've been riding the podcast growth wave for a few years now, and we want you to take advantage of this too. We have unbeatable pricing and advertising packages, and we work with you on an individual basis to produce the most effective ad possible for our audience. If you would like to advertise with Forbidden Knowledge News, Email me, forbiddenknowledgenews at gmail.com. We look forward to all our new partnerships.